Good morning, church. It's Justin here. Will you please join me in prayer? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth and in our lives perfectly as it is done in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses, just as we also forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. In your name, amen. So this last uh, several weeks now, we've been in this series that Jacob's been leading us through called One Kingdom Indivisible. And if you haven't got to see all of these lessons in this series, I highly encourage you to go back and watch them because it's, it's been a really powerful series. It's been challenging. It's been encouraging. Um, and I think it's been a message of hope. Jacob had asked me a while back to, to preach today, to cover today's sermon, and to speak specifically, sharing some thoughts about new creation. And... I got to tell you, if I'm honest, it's it's been quite a struggle to figure out what it is that God wanted to say through me. I, I've been struggling to embrace this, and, and largely because I find myself in this place of longing for the new creation, but recognizing the the that we're not there yet, and it's it's been hard for me. Um, so today is going to be less of a sermon and more of what I would call a prayer. I wrote some thoughts out, and I'm, I'm pretty much going to read them to you and share with you in this capacity. But I want you to know I'm, I'm praying for you all. Um, I hope today is, at its core, a message of hope also in this reminder of the, the, the kingdom that is coming. When God spoke the world into existence and created man and woman in his image, he saw everything that he had made. And he said, it was very good. The man and the woman, they were both naked. They were unashamed. Everything was perfect as it should be. There's a beautiful image of God walking in the cool of the garden, dwelling with his creation in this perfect shalom. This is an image of the first temple, where heaven and earth are one. But it sure didn't last long. We fast forward to the present day and age, and it's hard to even comprehend what this must have been like because everything that we see looks completely different. We live in a game of thrones where creation is in constant conflict, trying to subdue and rule instead of living in a symbiotic coexistence. I hear the voice of the psalmist accurately describing the nature of the landscape. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. Lord, your kingdom come. When I first heard the news earlier this year about the murder of George Floyd, it made me so sad and angry, and I was filled with a sense of despair that, to be honest with you, I'm still wrestling with today. 
and it wasn't because George Floyd was the first or the last black man to be murdered by police officers. And it's not because George was so holy or righteous, but it was because I heard the voice of my brother's blood crying to me from the ground. Because here we are in 2020 still dealing with this legacy of slavery, segregation, and racism. And even worse, there are still so many who defend it. Woe to our humanity. For we build the tombs of the prophets and monuments to murderers, and we say that if we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have taken part with them in the shedding of this blood. Yet this legacy continues every day. Lord, your kingdom come. I sit and weep in lament by the rivers of Babylon, and I ask, how can I sing the Lord's song in this strange land? How long, O Lord? Why, O Lord, do you stand far away? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? I cry out along with the groaning of creation, longing to be set free from this bondage to corruption and to see the glory that is to be revealed. Lord, your kingdom come. I wonder how Isaiah felt speaking to a sinful nation, the people of God, a people laden with iniquity, the offspring of evildoers, as he calls them, children who deal corruptly. People who have forsaken the Lord and despised the Holy One who told us to love Him with all of our hearts, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbors just like we would love ourselves, image bearers of God. But one thing that really stands out to me is that Isaiah didn't lose hope. He saw a crack in the door that was filled with light, and it was all that he needed to keep going. He says, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them a light has shone. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace that he will be the one to judge between the nations, and he will decide disputes among the people, and he will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks, that no nation shall lift the sword against any other nation, and there shall be no more war. Lord, your kingdom come. Thus says the Lord, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Right now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the wasteland. See, this word that was given to Isaiah points forward to another revelation that would be given to John. And John writes in Revelation, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. 
He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Lord, your kingdom come. John's revelation was written to first century churches who were experiencing suffering and spiritual warfare in the form of the beast, violence and persecution, the false prophet, dangerous and deceptive heresy, and the prostitute, the alluring influence of affluence. And in this writing, John points to something that Isaiah alludes to and that Peter directly names, a living hope. The vision that John has given and therefore has given us reminds us where our true citizenship lies. And it reminds us of our eternal home where God will dwell with his people once again in perfect shalom. But John, Peter, Isaiah, many other heroes of faith, they all died, not having received the things that were promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, longing for the better nation and city that was to come. John writes this, he says, A great multitude from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne, and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits upon the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne, and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne, and worshipped God, saying, Blessing, and glory, and wisdom, and thanksgiving, and honor, and power, and might, be to our God forever and ever. Amen. See, the only response could only be worship. Out of chaos, God created. And he said it was very good. Shalom. In the dangers of the survival of the fittest chaos in the wilderness that, that Isaiah is describing, says God is making a way. He was creating a perfect way. Shalom. In the hot, dry desert where all are thirsty, even if they don't realize it yet, God is making streams of living water in the wasteland. Shalom. In the chaos of our earthly kingdoms, God has prepared a new kingdom that is coming down, prepared perfectly for him to live with his people in Shalom, the final temple where heaven and earth are one. Lord, your kingdom come. As citizens of God's kingdom, that is already but not yet, our lives as Christians should match that eternal picture here on earth as it is done perfectly in heaven. Our time through this series has been a message of hope, but, much like the hope that Isaiah and John have given us, 
there is also an important confrontation that has been necessary to acknowledge some of the ways that we have pledged our allegiance to the wrong things. As we pray, hallowed be your name, we are reminded that we are ambassadors of that name and that each and every day we get opportunities to show the kingdoms and nations of the world what that looks like. As we pray, your kingdom come, we also, like Isaiah and John and Abraham, we look forward to that holy city. And remember that what we do right here and now should be building toward the true kingdom that will stand for eternity. As we pray, your will be done. We remember that God told us the two greatest things that he wills for our life, our lives, would be that we would love him with every part of our being, and that we would love his creation, especially all those who have been made in his image. For his is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. He's making all things new, and that includes you, and that includes me. And as we consider our Prince of Peace this morning, I'd like to close with this prayer. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Lord, your kingdom come.